For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 234 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Wooden. And uh, still, here we are, still talking about Star Wars. Talking about wars in the stars. It's faking in space or whatever. <laughs> you know? A galaxy far, far away. In our own little leper colony. That is Blue Harvest, where we like the Rise of Skywalker, but I guess we're the dumb ones. I don't know. We're probably spice smugglers. Yeah, we're shells. Or Imperial knockoffs, like... Disney's really been... Flunked out of the flight school. Disney's really been uh, hitting me with that shill cash. That's why I still rent a house. (laughs) Hey! Dharma's... Dharma said, "Get, get that shit out of here! All right, so uh, we got a couple of things to talk about this weekend, week, whatever, um, including uh, maybe uh, some idea of where Star Wars is headed next, Ooh, which could be cool. We're also going to talk about the first two issues of The Rise of Kylo Ren, which Will had a chance to read this week. I did. And then we'll hear from you guys. Uh, nice little selection of voicemails and emails because you guys are the best. So before that, let me give you guys the business. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blue harvest podcast. You can email us at blue harvest podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at blue harvest pod. We have a Patreon page where we post all kinds of bonus podcasts, stuff you you do, you do guys don't even get to hear on this regular feed. What kind of stuff? I don't know. What about Blue Harvest Adventures, which just had a new episode go up this week? It's the show where we uh, play the West End Games role-playing game. That's a lot of fun. Um, how about Star Wars Year by Podcast? Uh, year by Podcast, Yes. With Steel Saunders, it's kind of a Star Wars history show, sort of. Um, Jaws with Jesse, 
Oh No, It's Hall Solo, Cooking with Will, Masters of Harvest Kasi with King Tom, Padula Rasa with Emily Lind, uh, Steve versus the prequel. We've got so many, so many bonus shows and more to come. So if you're interested in supporting our goofy little show, go on over to patreon.com slash a blue harvest podcast and uh, sign on up. Have a good old time. So, buddy. Yes. What do you want to talk about first? What's coming in Star Wars or the comics? Let's do the comics. Okay. And so, then we'll, we can, you know, speculate all we want to after that. Oh, a little cock of duty speculating, did you say? You know how I like to do it. Oh, boy. All right. So, um, there's this uh, comic book series. And I got to say, this is probably the first time in three and a half years we've talked about a Star Wars comic. You remember we started off when we first started Blue Harvest. We were talking about Star Wars comics and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped reading them. Yep. <laughs> well, this one finally got me off the old keister to read a Star Wars comic. And that is The Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Sewell. Charles Sewell is a really well-regarded Star Wars comic. I, he's done more than Star Wars, but like, I'm always hearing people talking about, man, Charles Sewell is awesome. His run on Vader was awesome, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it basically, for those that don't know, and be warned, if, you, if you're planning on reading these or if like you got the second issue sitting on your nightstand and you haven't read it yet, like, come back later uh, to this uh podcast yeah because we're going to be talking about it in pretty full spoilers but it basically um gives us a little more information about kylo ren's whole fall to darkness some backstory on the knights of ren little kick-ass jedi knight luke skywalker those sort of things now buddy it's i assume been just as long for you since you've read a Star Wars comic, what did you think of these first two issues without going into any details, just, you know, in general? I thought they were great. Yeah. I mean, I thought they told, they're telling some really important story at the moment. Yeah, and the artwork is really good. There, Save for like maybe one or two panels where Ben Solo looked a little I was weird. just going to say, Ben looks a little fish-faced in one of those, one or two of those things. And, uh, it's, it's, I can't, I mean, I get what he's, it's style. I get the style, right? Like, yeah, I get where he's going. Everything else is so good. Like, yeah, it, just a, you, like I said, when you're talking that much artwork, sequ- sequential artwork and two full comics, I can definitely forgive a two, a couple of panels that are weaker than the others. But yeah, right. I did see a couple and be like, Ooh, that looks a little off. Um, but yeah, I think the art's great. The story I find really fascinating. Granted, this is a story I've been wanting since 2015 or some shit, you know? The Force Awakens came out. Yeah. So, I will say this. As much as I enjoy comics, and I'm enjoying this comic in particular, I gotta say, I don't know that I wouldn't have... I think I would have preferred it be done in some sort of visual manner. Well, comics are visual. But like, you know what I mean, an animated series or a Disney yes, Plus series. I would love or, to have seen this animated. It um, begs to be animated. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I think? I think 
this story animated in like a full-on Japanese animation, anime style. Like yeah, that's the get, perfect like, the fit. phones guys to do it or whatever. Yeah, and uh, the story's really cool. Um, it does leave me with some questions. We kind of talked about one last week, and I'm sure we'll bring it up again. Um, but I guess we'll just sort of move through the two. So issue one, if I'm not mistaken, it's been I, I didn't get a chance to read reread the first issue. I read it the day it came out. But it starts off with the Knights of Ren on another, like a snow planet, right? Yeah. And they're, they're looking for these two kids. Right. They're trying these to recruit. There's, they're, and they want to recruit recruit one of them. <coughs> and we, we get a look at the guy who is, at this point in the timeline, the current leader of the Knights of Ren. The leader of the Knights of Ren before Kylo, right? Right. Who is either extremely battle-scarred or has some sort of skin-hardening condition like... I assume, like in Game of Thrones. Yeah, something's going on with him. Uh, I thought maybe it was like burns or scars, right. like you said, but it could be some kind of condition. Uh, I think his design is really cool. Like um, the helmet. I love the fact that he uses a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. um, he annoys the shit out of me, though. Like I hate that character. And, 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 and I don't mean like it's not well done. I mean, I actually hate this character. Like He's if, really pompous. Yes, exactly. And if he was a real person, I'd be like, I hate that guy. I He'd be him. played by Jeremy Irons. Um, or Jeremy Piven. God, I fucking hate Jeremy <laughs> Piven. Either of those dudes play really good uh, egomaniacs. And I think one of them might actually be. And let's just say he's uh, Piven an asshole before. <laughs> mm. Um. Uh. Yeah. So they want to recruit these two guys, and there's this whole thing about sensing the darkness in one of them, right? So they definitely sort of lean into that the Knights of Ren do have some sort of connection to the dark side. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he said every one of them could do it. Mm -hmm. Was what he said. So that means that every single one of the Knights of Ren, it's assumed, is Force-sensitive. And I haven't gone and looked, like, compared the Knights of Ren in this comic to, like, the ones in the Visual Dictionary. I saw I'm, some of the same weapons. I saw that big meat cleaver thing. And I think most of them, if not all of them, are the same Knights of Ren, save for the leader. Uh, I do need to go and sort of compare, because maybe there's a couple of different ones in there, but... Uh, I definitely like the one everybody calls grenade face. He's there. Um, anyways, uh, the dude that they're trying to re recruit, they're like, well, if you want to join us, kill your brother. Right. Or his part, like his, is it his brother? Or is it just like his, it's his brother. I believe. Yeah. yeah like, like the price <laughs> of admission is, you know, and killing your brother. And then the other brother wins. Well, the other brother is like, yeah, he wins, and he's like, okay, can I join? And they're like, yeah, you don't have the darkness in you, meaning I assume he doesn't, he's not Force-sensitive. Uh, that's what I thought he meant. Like, he, you know, you can't touch the dark. Like, Yeah. So they kill him, and then they're like, well, peace out. And then it really cuts to the meat of the story, I would say, which is we see the immediate aftermath of Kylo waking up with Luke standing over with him with the lightsaber, 
the Jedi temple grounds are on fire. Kylo is like freaking out. And then a couple, this was really cool. This is what I didn't understand. Did Kylo set the temple on fire? So he crushes Luke's hut. Right. And then what sets the temple on fire? That's what I'm wondering because something happens later. Right. Something happens later that I don't know if it's Ben Solo that does it or if it's Snoke or if it's something else, right? But uh, three Jedi that were off on a mission show back up. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And Kylo explains to him, like, Master Luke tried to kill me, so I killed him. And they're like, no, that's... And, like, there's this whole, con- uh, like, confrontation between them. And it's really cool because this is the first look we've gotten, as far as I know, at any of other of the other students. Any of Luke's. the new Jedi students, yep. Yep. And one of them's a... Uh... It's a aqua. It's a water race, but it's not the Calamon calamari. Is it the Quarians? Quarian squid face. Squid face. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Quarian. One of one of them's Quarian. Aqualish. That's um like Ponda Baba, right? He's an Aqualish. I don't know. I think he I don't is. Know. Um, Mon calamari is Admiral Ackbar, right? Right. They're the and then calamari. then uh the other the guys. Quarians, they share the same planet, I believe. <laughs> and um, it's really cool, like, because we, like I said, we haven't gotten to see any of the other students, and they confront Kylo, uh, and he injures one, right? And then, wait, when does it happen? What happens? I'm a little confused on the timeline of the first issue. This is my bad. So he's that's all right. He um, let me see. I've got it pulled up, and I'm he's looking of- at the temple, right? And then a fucking bolt of lightning comes out of the sky and blows the temple up. Am I wrong in that? I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'm still trying to get there. It just shows him with a lightsaber and the temple's on fire. Right. I mean, that's all you see. <laughs> um, the temple and several buildings on fire. So, I mean, it doesn't, it just doesn't show him setting the fire. Right. But later in the issue, am I not? I don't remember him calling down lightning. See, then I must be fucked up in the head because I swear um, that there was something. Not that I can remember. I'm going through it right now. Um, but it, so. It looks like he force chokes or force pushes one of them. Yeah. I mean, the, the, and this is an issue I have with a lot of Star Wars comics, especially with like lightsaber battles. And maybe it's just me. Like, I find the, the action hard to follow, if that makes sense. Yeah. When it comes to specifically lightsaber battles and, um, I don't know that it's, you know, necessarily any fault of the author or the artist. It's just, he ha- does like a force explosion and like wood comes out and pierces his body's right. gut. Right. Um, and then, uh, 
Okay. So later, okay. I knew I was, I was on to something. So this, that's what makes this confusing is the issue jumps around a bit with the time, right? Mm-hmm. So he leaves the Jedi temple. He goes and gets a ship. He leaves and the other Jedi uh, follow apprentices him. follow him. And then it cuts to the moment when he wakes up with Luke over him. And then, you know, Luke's, um, and like Snoke is talking to him when he's heading to meet Snoke. And he says, Skywalker feared you, your strength. He always, he was always small. And then it right. shows him, you know, destroying the the hut or whatever and coming out. And he's like, why, why, why did you do it? And then he looks out on the horizon at the Jedi temple and lightning comes out of the sky, blows up the temple and sets all the other shit on fire. I, I don't know if that's Ben doing that because it does. I don't know. It doesn't say whether it was him that did it or. Yeah, you can take it. I mean, it's kind of shown like you can take it either way you want to. Right. And uh, so I'm hoping that's something that gets clarified eventually, you know. Um, I just assume that it was Ben because that's sort of the story we're given in the movies and it's not established otherwise in the movies. Now, maybe that's short-sighted of me and maybe, you know, that's the whole purpose of comics and tie-ins like this is to give you a new perspective on these events, but mm-hmm. I don't know for sure. Um, but if that is him, damn, that's fucking powerful to summon a fucking force storm like that which i mean i guess you couldn't uh rule it out no like, i mean yoda did it right but this is like i think this is way i mean it takes out a whole complex a whole college i'm um, yeah palpatine took out what a bunch of ships didn't he <clears throat> but um i just think like if that's him tapping into the dark side and really unleashing that, damn, that is powerful. And that's more powerful than we saw Ben or Kylo be in the movies. So maybe it's like a one-time thing. I don't know. It's just there's a few things in this comic that confuse me. Like, they've been sort of passing around. Okay, so a few months back, there was um, these series of one-shot comics, right? Yeah. That were the age of resistance and each one shot dealt with a different character from the sequel trilogy. And one of the stories was Snoke taking Kylo to Dagobah to make him go on in down in that cave and face his greatest fear. Right. Mm -hmm. And at one point in it, Snoke says, you know, like Kylo's shit talking Luke and Snoke says, I wouldn't be so quick to, to shit talk Luke. If I had Luke Skywalker by my side instead of you, this galaxy would have already been mine. And like some of the people, Ooh. right? Ooh. <laughs> it's a pretty sick burn. And and then I've seen some people uh, like involved with the comic or whatever, passing that around and being like, does this make more sense after the rise of Skywalker? And that's cool and all, but if if you had that much forethought and that much access to the movie, then why why in this comic does it seem, I don't know. 
I'm hung up on this whole Snoke being scarred up because of Luke, which this comic establishes, right? Right. Because, yeah. By the way, I don't know what the fuck that planet is that Kylo goes to meet Snoke on, but it's a cool design. Like that yeah, garden like, planet area. It's like a terrarium planet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, and Snoke's outfit, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, right. You standing on the, the corner selling newspapers, Snoke? His hat's the weirdest. Like, it's like a. <laughs> that's the weird part. The robe isn't that surprising, but he's got this. It, it makes him look like he's got bangs. He looks like he's got long hair with bangs. And a mullet. Um. Or an old man's golf hat with a right. tape on the back. And, oh, okay, Snoke, so you're just uh, just running a weed co-op now? He's like, giving hugs to Kylo Ren. That was creepy, dude. Yep, and Kylo Ren is hugging him back. Um, and so, you know, there, there are a couple of neat things to take from the dialogue and stuff. Like, Kylo knew Snoke before. We knew this because it's sort of been established that Snoke's been sort of grooming Kylo for a long time now. Right. But it, it, you know, it firmly establishes that. It establishes that um, at some point Luke and Snoke had a, conf- a confrontation and Luke fucked him up. Um, and then, uh, you know, they sort of talk and Snoke's just chilling on this weird planet with these poor fucking Jedi uh, following him. And he says that he's thinking that... Uh, about the Knights of Ren. And then that's the end of the issue. So, you know, I I dig it. I'm just, I'm just hoping that this series doesn't leave me with more questions than answers. I kind of have that feeling like it's gonna. It might. And it's, it's hard to say because we're still, I don't know how, even know how many issues it's going to be. Maybe four. Um, and we're only two in at this point. Um, in the second one, he explains that place he's at. Yes. And how it was created by light users, I guess. They were trying to shut out the dark, but it killed mm-hmm. them anyway. Yeah. Um, and, dude, there is a close-up of Snoke's face, like four pages in where he's like... Uh, that is why it's correct. That's the dialogue. He says, dude, I would not be hanging out with this guy. That is a creepy fucking dude. Yeah. He's, it's like he's healed. He hasn't healed all the way yet is what it kind of looks like. And he also says that he wasn't born Snoke, that he became Snoke, which I think is he's going through this whole thing about choosing your name. Right, how how Kylo wants to abandon the name Ben Solo, and apparently Kylo has had the name Kylo in his head since he was a kid. Yeah, he's like some stupid name I put up as a kid. Um, and then that's when he drops the hole, and he's like, "Perfect, poopy face. This is a name that is your true self, Frankenstein. Be poopy face." <laughs> Well, it's just his name I thought of when I was a kid. Yeah, it would be real fucked up if in the Star Wars universe, the name you adopted was your first AOL instant messenger name. Oh, oh, that's tough. You were forced to? 
Oh my goodness. That would be rough. That'd be awful. Um, shit, I'm Darth Corn fan 83. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That doesn't sound tough at all. Corn fan 83, Ren. <laughs> Even worse. What would yours be? Oh my god, probably Sir Paladin. Sir that's, Paladin, Ren. That's what I thought it would be. Sir Paladin. Because that's the one I remember like instant messaging you on back in the day. Yeah, that was it. That was it. <clears throat> so then we cut to a flashback of Kylo, Luke Skywalker, and Lor Santeca off together on a mission. Thought it was really cool that they brought Lor Santeca into this story since it was established in The Force Awakens that they have prior history together, Kylo and Lor Santeca. And even and- at this, Kylo's much younger in this than he is when he destroys the temple, right? Oh, yeah. Even at this like, age, Snoke is speaking to him. He's got like a 15 or 16-year-old head on like a 13-year-old body is the thing. Like his he, body looks tiny, but his head and his face look like it's damn near grown. Yeah, he, he's got a bit of a Funko bobblehead thing going on, which I can sympathize with. He's a big-headed boy. I get it. I got a big old head. In this next frame, you're like, damn, if he doesn't look 13 or 14. Um. And they establish that they are going to look for a storehouse or storage of Jedi artifacts from the High Republic era, which was a time of increased activity for the Jedi. Hold on to that thought, because we will be discussing it in our next topic. Um, ah. So then they go to this temple, which looks fucking rad. Like, this is the kind of shit I like to see. It's on a planet called Elfrona? 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 Uh, It's got big fuck-off Jedi statues and stuff. And they go in, and (laughs) it's literally like a storage room of Jedi shit. There's a holocron. Yeah, it's like he walks into the Fort Knox or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, or that treasure room in Aladdin or in National Treasure. Yeah. And there's a holocron sitting right there for him. Yep. And he mentions that it's probably even better than Jocasta News Cash, which is the librarian keeper at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, which means, implies, that he raided the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. No. So, and I might get elements of this wrong, but from what I understand, there's a storyline where Jocasta New escapes Order 66. Oh my goodness. And takes a bunch of stuff with her and sets up like, I guess a new Jedi library or something. She eventually dies. I think Vader kills her and, but she manages to seal up that's that collection. And the comic ends with like a time jump to years and years later, like after return of the Jedi Luke breaking through the wall and finding all that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like a tie in to a previous comic storyline. I may have some of the details wrong, but that's the basics, you know? That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, and there's a line where Lor Santeca says uh, that kyber crystals powered many tools over the generations, not just lightsabers, right? And when they go into the storeroom, there's like this gun on a display stand. Do you think that motherfucker's powered by a kyber crystal? I got the feeling it is. It's in two frames. Mm-hmm. 
and it's very prominently displayed. I got the feeling he's going to use it in that next fight. Um, and then, like, just as they're checking everything out, who shows up but the fucking Knights of Ren? And, uh, you know, they're trying to say, nah, this shit is ours, and looks like, nah, this shit is ours. And then they fight, and it's awesome. Luke whips out that lightsaber and has <coughs> seemingly a zero problem. Destroys them. Yeah. Makes them look like children. Destroys all their weapons. Doesn't appear to kill any of them, but totally takes them down, right? And then the leader pulls the bitch-ass grenade move where, like, I set, I, I put on the death setting to where if this saber leaves my hand, it explodes and kills all of us, like... That is a bitch move. It's a bitch-ass move. That's a real bitch-ass move. (laughs) Yeah, and then instead of even fighting Luke, he's just like, nah, I think we'll leave. Like, I was hoping we'd get to see them fight a little bit. Like, you could still have him decide, like, hey, I'm outclassed here. It's time for us to leave, right? Yeah. Uh, But they don't even fight one bit. Missed opportunity. And he leaves his helmet. He, He pulls it off to show his face and then leaves the helmet. Which apparently that he's been wearing for years. Maybe he's got multiple helmets. I don't know. Yeah, and then he, um, the the leader senses like darkness in Ben or whatever, or the conflict in Ben, and I think he does specifically leave that there for him to well, that makes sense. to contact him later because that is how he ends up contacting him, right? You're right. You're right. You're right. And when he took that mask off, right? If like, you look at that Ren guy, it looks like the condition has progressed since that time jump on the last issue. Oh, it kind of like, does, doesn't it? It looks like it's moved further up his body. You know what I mean? Like those scars or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, when he took that mask off and it showed him, my immediate thought was like, am I supposed to know who this is? I was like, is this 1990 Billy Ray Cyrus? Like, it's like, <laughs> Nice. It's kind of mullety. Um, so I asked King Tom and King Tom was like, I, I don't know who it is. If it's supposed to be somebody we know, I don't know who it's it like is. It's like white or gray hair and blue eyes is the only really defining traits. I mean, he's got a steel cut jaw. Right. Um, and Snoke has instructed Kylo Ren, like, well, I can't tell you where they are. Right. You got to go find them. And if you want to find them, you should start on Alfrona or Alfrana or whatever this planet is. So he goes back to this temple, finds that mask, puts it on, um, and tells him where to meet him. Right? right? And when he takes the mask off, his three Jedi buddy buddies are there. Um, and that's sort of where the, uh, the issue ends. So I imagine the next one kicks off with things not going well for those three Jedi. Probably one of them dying. Now, here's my question. In The Last Jedi, Luke says that Kylo left with half a dozen. A a handful of Jedi. handful of Jedi. Like, are those the Jedi that he's talking about? Does Luke think those? Maybe he assumes that he took them. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Or are we in store for seeing more of them show up? I don't know. Um... I'd love like, and I I imagine this is one of those pieces of information that they're not 
too keen on nailing down just because it might paint them into a corner for exploring stories in the, the future. But I'd love to know exactly how many students were being taught at the temple at this point, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's several buildings large, you know, and... It is, but was that future-proof? Did they have a lot of space so they could eventually fill it? And you have to assume that there's more than just these three, for sure, and and Ben. Because um, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot you, were, you three were on a mission. So that, to me, sort of implies that there's definitely more. I just wonder how many there were. And I wonder if he was killing the rest of them before they got there you know like it's he he could have well no i guess he just set the temple on fire and freaked out Mm -hmm. because it happened in the middle of the night like kylo's asleep sleeping when when luke comes in and reads his mind and then briefly thinks about killing him and if the rest of those jedi didn't die in that lightning attack they could be alive or the fire right yeah, I don't know. That explosion seems pretty pretty brutal. Um, I mean, I know, but I'm just allowing for the fact that it's comic books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could... I mean, it's comic books and it's Star Wars. Um, any of that could be the case, you know? <clears throat> oh, and another detail that happened in this comic that I thought was interesting. A Snoke gets a FaceTime call from the First Order. Like, uh, not, it's not General Hux that we see from the movies because his name is Armitage Hux. It's Brindle Hux, which is his dad Mm -hmm. contact Snoke in the middle of Snoke, um, speaking with Kylo and Kylo's like, what's that all about? And he's like, oh, I have other friends besides you. Yeah. Which is another little interesting detail because clearly at this point, Well, I guess we don't know. Do people know about the First Order at this point? Probably not. No, Leia wouldn't have formed a resistance. Well, Leia has definitely formed the resistance at this point. But when Leia forms the resistance, she does not know about the First Order. She knows something's going on, but she doesn't know of it as the First Order, is what I should say. Uh, Because in Bloodline, the book Bloodline, that ends with her starting the resistance. And they don't ever directly call them the first order. She just knows that there there's like some sort of military force gathering. There's weird shit going on somewhere that hasn't been made aware. And she's like, well, we got to be prepared for this. <clears throat> so, uh, and, and the reason I say that that's, that hasn't happened yet, or that's already happened is because at that point, Kylo hasn't destroyed the temple. Or if he has, Leia hasn't found out about it yet. They kind of insinuate in that that one of the big things that leads to Kylo's, you know, downfall is him finding out about Vader being his grandfather. Because they kept that from him. And then it gets out. Like a political rival of Leia's finds out and uses it her against her in the Senate. And then it just gets broadcast all over the galaxy. And they kind of seem to imply that that's how Kylo finds out. Is he, he doesn't even get to find out from his parents or from Luke. He finds out on like a news report, you know? Oh, wow. Which you got to imagine. It was a pretty fucked up way to go Especially about Especially if you're living with Luke already. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and then doesn't that also make you kind of wonder, like they took that same approach with Ray, right? Like think about it. Like Luke tells when when Ray goes to Octu and the Rise of Skywalker, right? He says she says like I've have I'm worried, and he goes because you're a Palpatine, and she's like what? And he's like I knew, and Leia knew too. So they just took that same approach with Ray. Like you would think if that caused Ben to freak out and go to the dark side, like maybe you should take another approach with this girl, this powerful ass Jedi girl you've come across. I don't necessarily think because he was, you know, Snoke was talking to him back when he was a kid before Mm -hmm. he knew, you know, and she didn't have the dark side messing around in her head. Palpatine, I mean, I'm assuming Snoke is Palpatine. So Palpatine was messing with Ben at a young age. Right. And probably would have been messing with Ray as well if he knew where to find her. Right. Um, but I don't know. But so far I'm enjoying this series. I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I, I'll be honest. I still just kind of wish we saw this in another format because it is such a cool story. Oh, right. And I it would really make... wish it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. <clears throat> um, Yeah, I just, uh, I also hope we go back to the Jedi temple world or wherever, wherever that Jedi temple is and sort of see Luke coming out of the rubble and stuff because that would be interesting for me to see too. Like, does Luke try at all to pursue Ben? Um, Or does he just immediately give up? Like, does he try anything? Or does he just go into seclusion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, uh, did you have any questions or thoughts or anything that came up from reading those? The one thing that just came to mind about Luke was like, I assume he burns a bunch of bodies. Don't we see him? Isn't there a flashback of him touching R2? There is. So we've the two sort of flashbacks we've seen of him post that. There's the one in The Force Awakens where he's standing next to R2 and he puts his hand on the dome. And then in The Last Jedi, we see his hand bursting out of the rubble. We see him seeing the giant burning temple and sort of collapsing on the ground, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, and then I think that is followed by him putting the hand on R2. So... It can't be too long after Kylo and those Jedi leave that Luke comes out. Yeah. Because the stuff is still in the process of burning. They're it's still, still burning. Yeah, yeah, and it's still essentially standing even. So, <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Uh, you want to talk about some what might be going on with Star Wars in the future? Yes, let's do that. So, And what's funny is that this popped up in my news feed and I didn't even realize it was Jason's story. Yep, this comes courtesy of uh, making Star Wars. I should have known. So, we've been wondering, what are these next Star Wars movies going to be? What's coming up for Star Wars? Like, who's going to be directing them? What direction are we going in? The old Game of Thrones guys, they're gone. They got to replace them with someone. And as far as we understand, the December 2022 release date still stands. So, um, it appears that the 
according to these rumors. And, you know, when it's this early on, I think it's always best to sort of approach this as rumor, you know? Right. But it's it's fun to do some cock-a-duty speculating about this rumor. Uh, right. Is that the movies are going to be set during the High Republic timeline, which was just met, we just talked about. It was mentioned in this second uh, issue of this comic. And apparently it has also been uh, mentioned before in a book, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, which is a book that came out uh, last year sometime, maybe earlier in the year, 2019. So is the High Republic before Phantom Menace? It is. It's well, about, I mean, it's about what, 300 years before Phantom I think Phantom it's Menace? about, I don't know that it's been specifically stated, but uh, four to 500 years before the Phantom Menace. Okay. So we're talking not Old Republic, because that's thousands of years, right? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, Old Republic's like 4,000 years. Mm-hmm. The High Republic era. Which is, and it's, so I think, you know, we uh, when we get further into exploring the timeline of Star Wars, these are going to be... Uh, you know, these kind of designations where, so we can understand where these stories are set. Right. I think it's going to be a fun setting because there's going to be lots of Jedi. Mm -hmm. There's going to be political factions within the high Republic. You know, there'll be a lot of political intrigue. Yeah. And so it, it, and that kind of feels classic star Wars to me. So if we're going by sort of stuff that we know would be established and around during this time, Yoda would be alive. So I'm true. Doesn't necessarily mean they would do it, but they definitely have the opportunity to have a younger Yoda than we've seen before. A much younger Yoda, like middle-aged, a teenage Yoda, young adult Yoda. I don't know. It would Um, be cool. Also, this is post Darth Bane enacting the rule of two. So that does kind of make you wonder, like, where does the dark side of the Force Sith thing come into this? Because in The Phantom Menace, they say the Sith haven't been seen for a millennia, right? Which is a thousand years. Which means, by this point, Darth Bane has, like I said, established the rule of two. And the Sith are off and hiding sort of trying to enact some grand plan of revenge against the Jedi, which we don't see fulfilled until the prequel trilogy, right? So We assume. <clears throat> um, well, if they haven't been seen in, in a millennium, then... Maybe it's Dark Jedi. Maybe they mm-hmm. have like a Dark Jedi kind of thing, which would help me understand a little better, I think, the difference between Sith and Dark Jedi. But I don't know that they'll go that route. Um, I hope it's not some sort of like using Vong thing, some sort of bug enemy or, you know, like some starship. Trooper. Yeah, I don't know. I do think and I don't know if, if it would be for this or if it would be the eventual, um, you know, episodes 10, 11, 12. But I do think at some point you need to have the enemy be something besides an evil empire, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I do not want 
some sort of retooling of the Yuzen Vong, right? I, I'm not a big fan of those dudes and that idea. So, but I, I do think the idea of some kind of force coming from with outside of the known Star Wars galaxy to threaten the good guys, I do think that's a cool idea. They kind of did that with the First Order in a way, I guess. I think the rise of Skywalker was the last time we're going to see a galaxy-wide threat for a while. I think the Star Wars movies are going to be one-shots to where like, the big bads are bad and they threaten mm. maybe several systems, but I don't think you're going to see a galaxy-wide event. I think they'll build up to that in some sort of Avengers-like thing. Well, you could very well be <coughs> on to something here because according to this report, we're not going to be getting necessarily a Star Wars trilogy, right? What we're going to be getting are Star Wars movies that are all set during the same time period, the High Republic, right? Right. And there may be characters that cross over and stuff, but it's not going to be like a long, continuous story, but it will eventually, supposedly culminate in a big almost Avengers style Star Wars event so I would imagine it's not going to be however many 15 something movies and then you get your Infinity War <laughs> yeah I don't think so I don't think so either especially considering it's only going to be one Star Wars movie every two years if I had to guess two movies three movies and then we get the big crossover that brings all the characters in from those movies to face the big threat. Yeah. That seems more likely, you know? It does. It really does. And I like that idea. I do too. I think that could be really cool. And I think the idea of giving us this new timeline, I was really hoping for new old Republic because I love those games so much, you know? Yeah. And I, I love... think this could scratch that itch though. I think it could get there. And and it, once again not touching Old Republic doesn't mean they're not ever going to do Old Republic either, you know? What I worry about is the handy, the technology handicaps. Like how, you know, this is going to determine, you know, let's go, but okay, I know this is Legends, but the hyperspace wars, right? Like that was basically almost the beginning of history, right, in Star Wars, right? Like, Right, the, that that's, the great hyperspace wars that happened before almost everything happened. Right? That's like the, if I'm not mistaken, that's like the very first storyline in Tales of the Jedi, right? I Which think previously was like, well, except for maybe Dawn of the Jedi, but was previously like the oldest point in the timeline, the furthest back, right? Yeah, like Jedi are using swords, and then they eventually use lightsabers that are connected to battery, big battery packs. Like, <laughs> and I think. Yeah, and people are like just starting to figure out hyperspace routes and stuff. Like, yeah, if you're like a, a hyperspace explorer, like you can be in for some big money if you happen to find like a new hyperspace route or whatever. Um, and so I wonder how they're going to do that. How how far how limited that you know they're going to do technology within 500 years? Yeah, and it may not be anything. You know, we it, the technology may be the same as we saw in the prequel era. Um, right. And see, that's kind of what excites me about this idea, right? The one thing, and I bring it up all the time, sound like a fucking broken record. The one thing that is slightly disappointing to me about the sequel trilogy 
is we didn't get a whole lot of new ship designs and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like in the 30 years between 30 or 35, whatever it is, Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, like, that the, like, we didn't see new ships. We saw X-Wings. Who is it that makes the X-Wing? Uh, Incom? Incom has uh, a super monopoly uh, in the 35 years. Yeah. And they, all they do is just release the same new version of the same model. It's like when you get a new iPhone and you're like, oh, it's just a little different than my old iPhone. Unless you wait several years and then you, you're like, wow, this shit is cool. Um, Henry Ford making the Model T. They're like, you're going to make something else? He's like, what's wrong with the Model T? What color does it come in? Black. That's it. You got to crank the front, motherfucker. <laughs> work for your daddy. It'll yeah. work for you. You know what you should do? Go put a giant block of ice in your ice box so your shit don't spoil. Get out of my fucking face. <laughs> you fucking ingrates. You've been walking everywhere. <laughs> I just ask you to crank this thing. You're going to complain about it. <laughs> Suck my dick, Elon Musk. <laughs> cyber truck asshole oh man the cyber truck <laughs> <coughs> that um, thing looks so crazy it does it looks like ps1 graphics it does it looks like what i thought a truck would look like in the future in 1990 you know what i mean like, right <laughs> so what i well, to get back on <laughs> to get back on uh track what what I like about the concept of exploring 400 years, 500 years before the Phantom Menace is I think we're going to be in store for like a lot of new shit, meaning like things we've never seen before. If there's going to be fighters in this, it ain't going to be X-Wings, you know? And I really yeah. wonder how they're going to like go about that. I I thought the design team for episode, the prequels did a really good job of like, showing us new stuff and then that new stuff evolving closer to things we'd seen before you know i agree i totally agree and you see that a lot in the arc trooper ships Mm -hmm. their interceptor and their fighter you can see the evolution towards the other ships yeah and then the like the venator class i don't know if you call them star destroyers they're the new republic star destroyers that show up at the end of attack of clones they're all over revenge of the sith like those look like smaller predecessors to the star destroyer Destroyer. makes a lot of sense but if you're going 500 years 400 years before that like go crazy with it show us something crazy um i just just really wonder what they they're gonna do that's once again one of my small complaints about like knights of the old republic the games and the old republic all the ships were like like Star Wars era ships, you know. What yeah, I mean? they kind of looked like two generations earlier of the X-wing and the Tie Fighter. Like especially in the Old Republic, I'm gonna tell you, they could could have taken those ship designs and put them in like Rogue One or something. You know, where they introduced like a couple spinoffs of the Tie Fighter, and they would have worked completely fine. They don't look all that different. So I hope they go, you know, real crazy with it. And, and figure out some cool looking shit. And I think it gives them the opportunity to. So I think that's cool. I also think it'll be cool to see the Jedi more in their prime. You know? Yeah. 
Because while there's a ton of Jedi during the prequels, I don't think it's fair to say they're really in their prime. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. That's their decline. Yeah, it's kind of the beginning of the end for them, right? Yeah. So that could also be really cool. Um, Yeah, I just wonder what... The time when their hubris was maybe not at such a peak. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. You know, that's that's really what I want to. In a Jedi Academy show would be great for me. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to watch young Jedi get trained, and that would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, and then you got to think of all the possibilities that this could open up. Like, if this first, if this is well received, then there's a good chance we get. Disney Plus shows set in this era and animation set in this era. Right. And it seems like this whole Project Luminous publishing project that they're working on that they're going to announce is going to tie into all of this too. Um, so if this is the future of Star Wars. Yeah, and if that's the case, if this, if this all pans out and that's the case, I really like that idea that, yeah, the next movie is, you know, three years away. But in that time, we're going to give you books and comics and all this other shit that helps you learn and get a feel for this era of Star Wars before we blow it all out on the, the big screen. You know, they're going to let this get off the ground for like 10 or 15 years and they're going to try to bring back uh, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac and John Boyega. Bro, do it. Do it, and honestly, do it by 2027, 50th anniversary of Star Wars, not even 10 or 15 years, seven years from now. I'm not saying the movie needs to be out in 2027, announce it in 2027. Star Wars Episode 10, it's coming, we're getting the gang back together. Oh man, do you know how excited I would be? I know exactly how excited you would be. I'm excited about... This supposed movie series that ain't going to have a goddamn character I've ever heard of. <laughs> you going to bring back Ray with her yellow lightsaber? Fuck yeah. Let me do that. Let me see that. Love it. <clears throat> you know Elon Musk going to have a baby? Is he really? Yeah, with that lady Grimes. Oh. It's going to come out looking like 2-1-B. <laughs> give birth to a robot man tesla stock finally went above uh 500 i think hmm. i don't pay attention to the stock market not one much one for playing them stocks but i will have to admit this may be yet another thing that gets me kicked out of the cool kids club I think Teslas are neat. Those cars are neat. If I could charging your your car at home and on the road is, I think, the future of driving. And if, I mean, we have to get off fossil fuels if we ever can. If I could afford a Tesla and the infrastructure for them was better, you know, if we lived on the West Coast, you can drive a Tesla all day, any day. Yeah, you own a Tesla here. You better charge that bitch at home and not go too too far. You better map out where your Tesla charging stations are. Right. So, if the infrastructure was better and I could afford one, you better bet I'd have a Tesla. I think they're so neat. 
All right. Here in Tupelo, there's a charging station at the mall and at the hospital. Yeah, I think we finally have uh, got some here, too. I always think it's weird. Not weird, but I, I think it's neat when I see them. Like, I'm always oh, wow. like, wow, yeah. that's the future. Um, well, you want to move on to some uh, emails and some voice messages? Let's do it. All right. Kia G. Kia G. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D. Cockhead. To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kia D. Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! Lou Herb! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witt! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! K&D! Cockhead! Cockhead! So, first up, we got a message from our buddy, the king. The king of all times, King Tom. Hey there, Haas and Will. I am excited that we're starting to get news about Project Luminous and this next group of movies scheduled for Star Wars. I even We got that, what, Saturday? And Saturday night, I went to see Rise of Skywalker, and I felt a little bit more settled. I am, maybe it even helped me like the movie a little bit more because yeah, it's not official, But there's news of future Star Wars movies out there, and it's exciting. And yes, I I want the further adventures of Rey and everyone else. I want Ryan Johnson and what he's going to do. But I think what their plans are rumored to be, if true, it's very exciting because, you know, 500 to 400 years in the past, it's far enough but still able to be familiar. And if they do it in a not-trilogy, but interconnected movies type of deal, I think that that's even better for them. It gives, you know, overlapping stories and characters, but you don't have to have everyone in the same movie. And I'm sure you guys are talking about it and speculating, but there are three elements I I would just like to to discuss. First, Mandalore. Mandalorians. I think with everything we're getting now, it would be stupid if we didn't get some focus on our favorite helmeted people. And please allow them to remove their helmets. And even have them start out the movies or the the, the era. Have Mandalore and the Republic be allies. Have Mandalore be a part of the Republic. But throughout it, show how that separation happened. I think that would be a great avenue for, or a great thing to use as as a story device secondly the sith i do think it would be a mistake if they show the sith and the jedi face to face because the jedi are supposed to believe the sith are extinct have ancient sith artifacts have mention of ancient sith lords in fact i think it would be great if you had the sith working in the background messing up things in the galaxy a sort of phantom menace if you will, but don't have the Sith in the forefront. 
but finally, you know, I just realized this yesterday, Alderaan. Some oh. of the, the, the great heroes that, that we have come to love come from Alderaan. There's, we got like 30 seconds of it in Revenge of the Sith, and the setting is absolutely beautiful. I want Alderaan. And just imagine, you know, the ancestors of Cara Dune and the ancestors of Bale and Bria Organa. And you could even have the precursor to the Tantive Four. Have all those people, you know, flying and swooping down in the Tantive Two to save the day. Oh, I'm, I'm getting excited just thinking about this. Anyway, thanks for listening. I want to hear what you guys think about this, of course. And, and keep up the great podcast. I'll talk with you guys later. Is this love that I'm feeling? There goes King Tom saying exactly what we just talked about in the podcast. He got a little of it in there. He, uh, we did not bring up Mandalore, which... No, he did not. That Ooh. was a good... He was right. That would be a missed opportunity. So, With as popular as they're making Mandalorians at the moment, right? without showing some old world Mandalore and pre Vizsla, you know. I don't even know when the first Mandalorian Jedi was, but it could have been 400 years ago for all fucking we know. Well, we know. Okay, so there's probably someone out there that knows the timeline better than me, but we know there was a war between the Mandalorians and the Jedi, right? Yeah. When did that happen? We could see that. We could see that in, you know, if the timeline lands up. And like you're saying, Tar Vizsla, the Mandalorian Jedi that forged the Darksaber, when was he kicking around? Could he be a possibility? Could he be a possibility? I'm trying to look it up right now. See if there's any concrete information on when old mm. Tar Vizsla mm. was out there. Beard stroke, beard stroke. Okay. We're going to our old pal, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, he was a human. He was male. His affiliation was House Vizsla, Clan Vizsla, Jedi Order. Um. Oh, okay. So no, this does, so this is a quote from Rebels. This is Kanan from Rebels. Um. This was one of a kind. Legend tells that it was recreated over a thousand years ago by Tar Vizsla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. After his passing, the Jedi kept the saber in their temple. That was until members of House Vizsla snuck in and liberated it. They used the saber to unify the people and strike down those that would oppose them. One time, they ruled all of Mandalore wielding this blade. So maybe that could happen, though. Yeah. Like, maybe we could see the raid on the Jedi Temple, but over a thousand years, yeah, that's, unfortunately, that is pre- Our High Republic. High Republic. This melody of Funky Town. Um, that was in the era of Ascending Republic. Yeah, something. It's not up there yet. It's not high. Yet. <clears throat> um, yeah, I... I Really, really wanted that to be the case, though. Ever since they brought up Tar Vizsla and Rebels, been dying to see that dude. A Mandalorian Jedi, that is like eighth grade Hall's fan art <laughs> in my notebooks when I should be a play, uh, paying Boba attention. Boba Fett with a lightsaber. Boba Fett with a lightsaber, motherfucker. Let me sketch this bitch out. Also, I got to agree with King Tom. I want to see live action Alderaan more than just those 30 seconds. And if 
if they introduce Alderaan, right, in one of these movies and made it a central location, imagine like how connected and like fond of that planet you could become and how even more devastating that moment in the original trilogy would be. Yeah, any connection you build with Alderaan makes it more devastating in A New Hope. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Even the fact that Cara Dune was from Alderaan. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and also I think it's a really good and a really like very possible and maybe vital part uh i possibility so i'm trying to say that we see uh coruscant again i would hope so yeah it was the seat of the republic right that's right even and in the high high republic the era. jedi temple and the jedi temple yeah so they're gonna be jedi You'd think we'd be seeing the Jedi Temple, and it'd be cool to see a, an older take on the Jedi Temple. What does it look like? Is it Do you more think you'll see young, young Palpy, young Palps? Nah, I don't get the feeling that Palpatine is that old, right? Five hundred years old? I don't think I so. Don't, I'm just asking. They brought him back once. I didn't know if they'd <laughs> have a younger version. Have a younger version. No, no. I think the version we see in the prequels in the original trilogy is probably the OG. The original version, and then whatever Before that. Before I was the Phantom Menace, I was the Ninja Menace. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to hear from Jim? Let's hear from Jim. Yes. Hey, Hawes and Will, how you guys doing today? Uh, I'm a little sick, so sorry if I sound funky, but that sucks. Um, I wanted to run a couple things by well first about all about the rise of skywalker uh my favorite uh two of my favorite parts with the crazy characters are the uh space chimp with the goblin ears and the car head unit for <laughs> goggles uh i love that guy i can't believe nobody's been talking about him and the uh the monster that's that uh, i think i found out is a woman that is driving lando around and he says, uh, you know, gives him directions, and then he says, okay. I think I've seen some people mentioning that but uh, uh, on Twitter and stuff, but, uh, man, those two uh, make it for me. But the most emotional part, because uh, I've watched it a few times. I was so shocked the first time that I didn't really feel emotion, not um, when Leia died or when Chewie was reacting, and when Chewie blew up, I didn't react. I'm like, no fucking way but i also said that when they said you're a palpatine and i'm like no fucking way it's gonna that's gonna turn it but as we know it's the uh, truth but um the most um, so i didn't feel very much emotion the first time but uh the the thing that's moved me the most as i rewatch it is when kylo says um you know what you have to do and ray just kind of angers up and she's like yeah i do which is you know and then uh, what i felt from her in that moment was i gotta go kill this bastard that uh killed my parents and i just found out you know about everything uh i just felt her fury and i thought she did a really good job but uh i actually had a question for you guys um ochi his uh his journey i'm, I'm confused about it um he like was he given the assignment and then given the dagger and it's like yeah come find me once you get the girl 
um, and used this dagger to get the Wayfinder to get me, and he crashed on his way to the ship, and was that Ray's parents' ship, and then he stole it, and Dio was his, and why didn't Luke uh, and Lando mess with Dio and try and get information from it? But anyway, uh, just, yeah, Ochi's journey is my main question. <laughs> All right, guys, ignite the green. Okay. So Hawes what... has this figured out for me because I, I was almost the same. I, that was the one wrinkle that I couldn't quite figure out, and Hawes explained it to me. So I don't. I don't have it 100%, but I think I have enough pieces that it sort of makes sense to me. There is one element to me that doesn't make sense, and I've seen it six times now. I'm going for number seven this weekend, and it still sort of evades me, right? So I don't know that that was, I guess it's Ochi's ship, okay? Not Ray's parents' ship. it's Ray's parents' ship, and he just takes it when he kills them? Maybe. Maybe that is the case. But I do think Palpatine told Ochi, go find the girl and bring her to me. Or it may not even been Palpatine. Someone gave this message to Ochi and gave him the dagger because the dagger does have the coordinates to the Wayfinder, and that's how he'll find it, right? And that's how he'll get it has the to coordinates Exegol. to the Wayfinder, but then it has, it has like, you have to visually line up the thing on the dagger, but it's written in Sith, so you have to know the ancient Sith. Right. Language. Which, you know, maybe, maybe Ochi knows it or whatever, right? But I, I think it's easiest and safest, Occam's razor, you know, to assume that's what happened. Go get this girl for me. She's my granddaughter. Uh, if her parents don't cooperate, kill them. Here's this dagger. It'll tell you how to get the Wayfinder. The Wayfinder will lead you to Exegol, where you're supposed to deliver her, right? Now, right. what I don't get... So, Ray sees that ship leaving Jakku, right? Yeah. And we assume... And she's crying, come back. Right. We assume that that is her parents and Ochi on that ship. And then we see Ochi on that ship with her parents, and her mom says she's not on Jakku. She's somewhere else. So he kills her and the dad, right? Now, why I don't understand that is, so if you found this girl's parents on Jakku, right? Maybe, okay, maybe, okay, maybe I just... Maybe he found them in space and not on Jakku because they left Jakku. Maybe, but, okay, it's established in... uh. Oh, 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 I, I see got what you're saying. Okay, so this is what happens. He kills them on Jakku. No, 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 no. This is what happens. He... Okay, maybe this isn't what happens. All right. So it's established in The, the Last Jedi that they're dead in a pauper's grave. They sold you for drinking money. So they go to Jakku, apparently sell her to Unkar Plutt to quote-unquote protect her, which... Let's be honest, not the greatest idea, but I can understand like think you're desperate, you're thinking, well, at least this is a better than her falling into the hands of fucking Palpatine, you know? Living a scavenger's life she'll is better be, than she'll being, be hidden. Her know? soul will be consumed by Palpatine. Right. And so, he'll take her body like Uncar Plutt gives them money. They're so fucked up that they just sold their kid, right? That they're like 
let's go get fucked up. Let's go drink. Ochi finds them, t- captures them, and they say she's not on Jakku. So he kills them, right? He takes their ship. Or it's his ship. Either way. I I don't Why see... Why would Ray be screaming for it to come back? I'm wondering if... There's two ways you explain that, right? In my mind, it's it's their ship. Or she senses them on that ship. But Uncar Plutt is holding her hand and is going like, Quiet, girl! Yeah, so... <laughs> <clears throat> um, maybe Ochi snuck onto their ship and was and stowed away and hidden out. I don't know. That part is confusing to me. But then, like, why does then does Ochi go to Pasana? The only reason I can assume is that he has some kind of in- intel that Ray is on a desert planet. So he just starts searching desert planets, which wasn't ma- wouldn't make make much sense because you would think like. Who cares what these two just told you? You should probably double back and check Jakku just in case, right? Um, I mean, I, you know, maybe he wasn't as good a tracker. Yeah, who knows? And he ended up dead. He clearly wasn't the best. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, I think, you know, Ochi had the dagger so he could find the Wayfinder to take Ray to Exegol if he ever caught her. And Dio knew this plan because Dio, who's, who told, um, uh, like Finn, Finn and Poe, right? It's it's a MacGuffin turducken. Oh. It's a MacGuffin in a, a MacGuffin. In a MacGuffin. Stuffed in a MacGuffin. Wrapped in a MacGuffin. MacGuffin turducken. <laughs> That's a that's the episode title. <laughs> you just came up with the episode title, Will. You are welcome. Thank you. I was gonna be like, ooh, getting high with Star Wars or Star Wars gets high because of the whole whole High Republic thing, but not MacGuffin Turducken. <laughs> Fuck. Good job, buddy. God damn. Dude, it just came to me. Lightning struck my brain. You're the fucking Blue Harvest employee of the month for that. You get the special parking place and everything. Oh, man. Right next to yours. President. Well, that's, no, handicap parking. I always get the good spot. But you get the spot right next to handicap. They're right next to it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, he brought up cool, like, um, background and, and side characters. I love the pilot. Or the driver of Lando's tank, the the character that goes, okay. He's like yeah. pure Muppet. It's so cool. I love that design. But there is one that's really interesting that I saw people bringing up on Twitter today that I didn't even um, catch until I saw people bringing this up. Is Did you know that Dengar is in The Rise of Skywalker? I did not know that. Okay. So I'm going to send you a picture from the visual dictionary right and it's a character called Rothgar Ding and you see this character very briefly in the bar that Babu Frick hangs out in because like they go to Kajimi they go to meet Babu Frick he's in the back of this bar right and there's this guy just standing there and he's got like brown armor he's got a cybernetic arm he's got this fucked up looking face well, his character entry on the Visual Dictionary says this. Uh, 
Rothgar is an old and inexperienced Karelian bounty hunter <clears throat> who is likely operating under an alias. <clears throat> he has been subjecting himself to cybernetic replacements in a poorly planned bid to live and work forever. As age began slowing his reflexes and dulling his senses, Rothgar turned his black market turned to black market surgical clinics to replace damaged or wizened body parts with ones that will give him an advantage in his dangerous trade. Poor decision has led to a ghastly appearance. And another thing, it, like it, it's got a like a line pointing to his armor, and it says salvaged Imperial era stormtrooper armor repainted in his favorite color, which is brown, which is Dengar's color. Dude, that's Dengar. It all it but is. like it makes sense. It all but just says, by the way, this is Dengar. If you replace the Roth with Deng, it's Dengar. Well, and yeah, Ding. Like his last name is Ding. Yeah, Dengar. Motherfucking Dengar. You mean, you mean to tell me anguished rictus is now permanent? I don't know what that means. But... You mean to tell that means his face is frozen in that that contorted, fucked up look. You mean to tell me, Pablo Hidalgo, you found a way <laughs> to make Dengar the lamest of the bounty hunters still around? But you well, can't... he's around in some horrified Frankenstein zombie. But you can't give my boy Boba Fett just a fucking scrap from the Star Wars story group dinner table? I'm pretty sure he's going to be in Mandalorian season two. Yeah, me too. So I can't complain too much. We should move on. All right. We got a couple of emails. We actually, as I was editing last week's episode, we got two emails in and I was like, oh, they're going to think I fucking just ignored their emails. Ding, ding. Yep. I was like, no, I'm not doing that, guys. All right. First up, we have Hannah. Hannah has this to say. Hey, guys. First off, happy, happy new <laughs> Hey, guys. First off, Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope 2020 is treating you well. Long-time listener here, but first time writing in. Now that we can talk Rise of Skywalker openly, what do you think of the theory going around that Ray will be having a baby or possibly twins? Josh over at the Den of Nerds posted a video about the theory involving the idea that when Ray heals Kylo Ren, or more likely in my opinion, when Ben Solo heals Ray, there's more than just basic life force being transferred. The theory is that she becomes pregnant through the force, similar to Shmi and her immaculate conception of Anakin. Old Palps does say how them being a dyad creates life. It might be far-fetched, and I personally don't know how I feel about the theory, but I think it's a fun one. Looking forward to 2020 and more Star Wars in the future. Uh, I... I could accept that, but I don't think it would go over well. So I'll tell you why. Because I think because Ray was dead, dead, like open eyes staring at the ceiling, acid flashback dead. Gray. She was gray. She had what you may call an anguished rictus on her face. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think Kylo probably used his entire life force just to bring her back. I don't think there was any 
leftover juice in the tank to be like, oh, and have a baby. <laughs> and wouldn't that, let's be honest. And, 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 and isn't that rapey? Yeah. Get, well, yeah forcing yeah. your forced sperm on a woman okay, or a like, woman that, without her permission. That's what I was about to say. Wouldn't it be kind of fucked up? Like she, like if, if there was like a conversation, like she came back to life and he's like, yo, I'm about to die. Do you mind if I, uh, I don't know, make you pregnant through the force? Obviously somebody would write this differently, but, and she was like, yeah. I don't know any way you can write this. I really mean, either, don't. but like if there was, but just to be like, I'm going to bring you back, but I'm almost going to leave a baby in you. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. This is not the way mm. we need to propagate the Skywalker line. No, I think, uh. You know what I think might end up happening in the future is I think I don't think all Jedi will take the last name Skywalker, but I think any time sort of an orphan or someone without a family is brought in by Ray to the new Jedi Order, I think they'll take the name Skywalker. I think I it would be neat, and I I don't want to replace the name Jedi, but I think Skywalker is neat as like a uh. I don't know, like a class or, uh, you know, like a, a name. Right. I am a Skywalker. You know, instead of, right. like, it becomes synonymous with Jedi. Right. I think that would be a cool use of it. You know, because, you know, like, Geralt has many monikers. All right. Um, next up, we got one from Jake. Hello, Halls and Will. Jake here again. Wrote in a couple of times before, but not very often, but been a long-time listener. Listening to last week's episode, I heard a lot of talk about having Boba Fett show up in Mando would contradict the Aftermath books. But I don't think it would have to. Not sure how people would feel about this stuff, but why couldn't you just have Boba show up in all new armor? Or maybe no armor at all? Can you have Boba without the classic green armor he always wears? I'm just wondering why he would keep it at all. I remember it. If I remember it correctly, it was all melted in the book when other homie found it and took it. So you could easily explain it as, same man, different look. You're the voice of all Boba Fett fans in my book, so what would you think about them going that route? I don't know that I'm comfortable with that responsibility, buddy. Can't wait to hear your opinion. Love Mando and loved Episode Nine, so I'm feeling like the future of Star Wars is bright. And by the way, when the hell was old Palps doing the nasty? And is he just her grandpa, or is there a few greats in there? Palps was old as fuck in episode one, so he's got to be like 120 years old. And I would think that that Ray is 25, if I had to guess. So if he is just her grandpa, means Palpatine knocks chicks up at like 80 years old. Young women can't still have babies. (laughs) Young women that can still have babies, dirty ass old man. Maybe you can help me break that down. Anyways, don't stop what you guys do. You're awesome. I have spoken. Dude named Jake. So the whole Palpatine thing, I kind of get the feeling. Well, I've seen some people sort of break down what the timeline for that would be like, right? Of when Palpatine did the nasty and then had a son. And I guess if you're going by the age of the actor who plays Ray's dad, apparently which is really all we have to go on as of right now and that's not necessarily the greatest metric because people play different ages all the time up or down in age but going strictly by his age i think that means palpatine would have palpatine's son would have been born 
roughly around the time of Solo in the timeline. So after Revenge of the Sith. Which mean whichever poor woman did it with Palpatine was needed a Bacta infusion to survive it afterwards. She or or like she because uh, he was a melty as fuck at that point. It'd be like having sex. Dude, he was burnt marshmallows, dude. It'd be like having sex with a half burnt Yankee candle. Mm. <laughs> um, and. Actually, I, I think Jake's idea is not a bad one as far as the approach to Boba Fett. Our buddy Sal Perales texted me a couple weeks ago and brought up a very good point. Like, who's to say that Boba doesn't have spare Mandalorian armor? His armor changes in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. That's true. He's got different elements, like different gauntlets and shit. The helmet's a little different. The whole paint scheme's a, a tad bit different, so... Yeah, maybe he's I'm still just a fan spare. of the thought that he doesn't wear it anymore. Yeah. I know that's not how, you know, if we're going to see Boba Fett, why bring him back if you're not going to put him in the armor? That makes total sense, but maybe he would put it back on for this. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I you, just... would, you would think that, you know, everybody calls him Mando. You would think there would have been a reference to Boba Fett if Boba Fett was still pimping around. In that armor. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe Boba's been a little more secretive lately. I don't know. It's a big galaxy out there, Will. Everybody needs supplies. There's no there's no space Amazon. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got one from Steven. Hey, guys. With season one of The Mandalorian done, I was thinking about what questions the show will need to answer going forward. I love that there is mystery still there and no way want an info dump in the first episode of season two, but here are the questions I want answered answers to before the show eventually ends. Okay, so let's take these one by one and try to give our theories. Will, how do you like that idea? I love that idea. Okay, number one, how did Moff Gideon get the Darksaber? Um, I got it in the purge of the Mandalorians. Yeah, he I just, was responsible for that. I just hope it doesn't mean that he killed Bo-Katan, because he she's who we saw with it last. Uh, are any of the Mandalorians that we have previously met still alive? I think so. They definitely leave the door open for it in the last episode. I guarantee the Vizsla is at the very least. Yeah, the big heavy guy, because he was a pretty big hit. People seem to really like that. That Joker. Um, what is the purge and how was it executed? Now that the purge, I think, was retaliation against the Mandalorians for what they get up to in Rebels and whatever came after that. Because Rebels sort of left on a note of, well, these Mandalorians are going to go and try to take Mandalore back from the Empire. So I think the Empire is like, oh, fuck you. We're going to purge you. Uh, now how it was executed that is the big question Uh, heinously is what it seems like yeah who will baby Yoda be delivered to and why Hmm, I don't know yeah I I mean you would think to me it's either got to be Jedi or more of the Yoda species Right. Or maybe a, a force friendly species like the Bindu. Maybe that would be a good middle ground. 
who was ground. who was the group of people that had baby yoda at the beginning and why did they have him that is a good question why did those fucking uh guys and like you know that the mando and ig11 army yeah go and kill why did they have him there's no telling there's a lot of mystery about baby yoda um how did baby yoda get there and who knew about it why does gideon want baby yoda that's the biggest question to me why do the empire series big one Mm mm-hmm were there multiple groups looking for Baby Yoda or just one Imperial faction? Uh, since one, some wanted him alive and some wanted him dead, what could be done with him either way? I don't know. I mean, it's Something dark. Something tells me that this is an obsession for Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. That's why they want him. I, I don't necessarily know that the remnant of the Empire gives a shit. I think now that the Empire's falling apart, he can do what he wants and be obsessed with what he wants. I kind of wonder if they want Baby Yoda to bring Palpatine back in some way. You know what I mean? That'd be interesting. But uh, uh, I I would think it would have to do with the midichlorians. They want his blood. Right, but could that be part of bringing him back? You know, like... Uh, I just don't... You know... Warlords and despots don't bring their totalitarian leaders back. They strive to become their own totalitarian. Right, but... We had fucking Grand Allegiant General Pride or whatever in The Rise of Skywalker, who as soon as fucking Corpse Paint Palpatine called him up from the fucking Death Clock show and was like, hey, I need you to come to Exegol. He gets a fucking Imperial Woody and he was like, I get to serve you like I did in the old wars? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe Moff Gideon's real devoted to the Empire. I don't know. Uh, how fast will baby Yoda's force powers continue to develop? I don't know. You got to figure if they're going to develop too much further, he's going to require some training. Um, or some physical appearance growth. Right. And Which I don't think they want to do. I would avoid that. Well, I, I think, I mean, if you do that, you got to do a big time jump, right? As slow as those yeah. jokers grow. Right. Um. I thought they did a wonderful job of balancing the mysteries of the show with giving little reveals along the way and hoping they can continue to walk that line. I was wondering what other things you would like answers to in both the long and short term of the show. Also assuming that there will be more than two seasons, about how many of these type of questions do you think that they need to be answered in season two to keep the plot properly moving along? Thanks for all you do, Steve. So... I mean, you kind of covered the big questions I have, you know, like I do feel like of all the ones you asked, um, like the multiple groups looking for Yoda, probably not going to be touched on again. I don't know that the people that were initially protecting baby Yoda will be touched on again or holding baby Yoda may have just been a pirate faction. Not. The baby Yoda may have been changing hands even then. You know, they may have had the tracking fob yeah. and were defending it from Yeah. Well, Queel kinda makes it sound like they've been there for a little while. That's right. You're right. That's right. So yeah, I don't know. Um maybe investigating that sort of leads the Mandalorian in the direction of trying to find So that could come back up, I guess. Um But everything else I kinda feel like 
we'll get some sort of answer to. I definitely, we think we will find out why the Empire and Moff Gideon and all those jokers want him so badly, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I guess we'll see there. Um, alrighty. I am going to save. We got two more emails, but I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm my, my voice is starting to go, and I'm pretty tired. It's been a long week. So I'm going to save Willis Classic. Those are timeless. We can read a Willis email any week. And you know what? Eventually, I'm afraid the emails are going to dry up because there ain't shit going on. So <laughs> we'll, save, yeah, right. we'll save Willis and Ian for next week. Um, you know how we do, guys. We, we'll get to you. I promise. Um, but until then, if anything... Not shit goes on next week. We got two emails, Will. It'll be a shorty. Mm. Be a shorty. Can't wait. Um, I think that does it for us, buddy. Thanks for recording with me. Thank you for recording with me. I had a blast. <clears throat> yeah, it was a pretty fun one. Um, so, guys, uh, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. That helps us out a ton. And we'll see you next week. We'll see what we talk about next week. I bet you'll be cool. Something. If Something's going to happen. If not, I'll just talk about... Xenogears, the PlayStation 1 RPG that I've been playing lately. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, speaking of which, Will, I've been working on a little secret project, right? And oh, really? uh, today, Jesse and I assembled... Well, I shouldn't even say Jesse and I, because I was working. Jesse assembled some new shelving, some new storage stuff for us for a living room. Yeah. Uh, so we could... Because, you know, I've got a ton of Blu-rays, games, over multiple generations, right? We're building right. another shelf tomorrow for books and shit. Just trying to get things organized a little better. I and understand. in the process of uh, putting all my PlayStation 1 games on there, I found one of yours. Really? Yeah, I got a PlayStation 1 game of yours. Copy of Final Fantasy VIII. Nice. It's got to be yours. It's not mine. I are already I have two copies. One of them's got to be yours. I'm sure it is. So, next time you come into town, remind me and I'll hand that off to you. I absolutely will. Thank you. Um, so, guys, that'll do it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.